I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. Hi, dear listener. So it is a warm, balmy evening in the outskirts of Sydney, Australia, where I live. And all day, it looked like it was going to storm. And these huge, billowing clouds extended up into the heavens. And those are the kinds of clouds that make it feel as if a storm is imminent. But it never materialized. The rain never came. About three o'clock, I thought, well, I'll kind of chance it and head out because my favorite chai tea at my favorite cafe called me. And it was wonderful. I made it there. I enjoyed it. So delicious. And it didn't rain. And it didn't rain. And it didn't rain. And then I made it all the way back, and still I was dry and safe, and that was a wonderful thing. So tonight, it still hasn't rained. The clouds have actually cleared, and there's this beautiful gentle breeze and the palm trees outside of my little apartment. And I went for a walk on the beach after dinner, And the water rose up towards me, up the beach, with its scalloped edges. And there's something about finding your feet, moving, (laughs) the water moving around them as you walk. It connects you to some greater realm. It's kind of hard to describe. It feels like it defies the immediate circumstance, yes, you're connected to the water and then by virtue of that and extension of that to the ocean in its vastness. But it's almost like when you feel the water around your feet, it's like you're connected to the whole of the earth, the whole of the earth. And water is a very big part of it, this beautiful blue planet on which we live. So it's been a few weeks since I made my last podcast and the way that these often happen and to thank you for your listening ear is that something will strike me, you know, something will come to my attention or cross my path and it catalyzes my, you know, setting out to make a new episode and inspires me and sparks my thoughts and inspiration. So I had been thinking that I'd wanted to make my next episode actually about the notion of a haven, what a haven actually is. Now I have to say, dear listener, that while I've lived much of my life in the United States, I've lived quite a few years here in Australia. I moved here three years ago, and prior to that, I lived here in the 80s. 
And I'll always remember stepping off the plane. January 2nd, 1983, I was straight out of college. And finding myself in a place that felt remarkably as much or more like home than where I was from. And I don't even know exactly, I can't recall, I think I was so jet-lagged, I can't recall how I got to the place that I was staying and would stay for a few weeks out in the country from that plane. But what I do remember is waking up the next morning, having come from midwinter New York, having flown out of John F. Kennedy Airport at the beginning of January, and the grayness and the cold and the wind and all of that that New York offers at that time of year, and arriving here 11,000 miles away to start a new chapter in my life at that point. And so I remember waking up that first morning here down under, and the sky was crystal clear blue. And the wind was gentle and warm. And I heard the sound that I'd never heard before, and I didn't know what it was, and would discover that in the yard next door to where I was staying, there were peacocks. And the sound that I woke up to was their sound, their plaintive cry, as they walked around with their beautiful, luminous feathers, the peacocks. And then the Australian magpies, which have a call like no other bird. It's this high-pitched, warbling sound, and is so distinctive. And then the yellow-crested cockatoos that have to be some of the loudest birds on earth. These were the sounds that I woke up to in the country outside of Melbourne on January 2nd, 1983. So when I arrived here, my mom said upon my departure, Jess, if you were going any further, you'd be coming back. And dear listener, that was the point. (laughs) That was the whole point. And I was blessed to be able to do it, to get away. And you know something? In some way, it's still the point. Because from the very beginning, this whole continent, this whole island continent has been my haven. And what is a haven, right? It's a place where you feel peace. I think we all need a haven of some sort in our lives. I think it could take many different forms. It could take a little place in one's home or under a favorite tree or walking by the ocean or sitting under the stars at night in the backyard or in a little park in the city or looking out the window from your, you know, from your apartment or from your home, sitting on your balcony, sitting in a favorite chair. It could be anything where one feels peace at home, protected, sheltered, I think we all need, in one way or another, a haven. 
And when you find it, you feel in a way like a pearl in an oyster, sheltered there and protected. And that is such a rare and beautiful and I think really important essential blessing. So the music that you're hearing underneath this narrative is my music instrumental piece for piano called Haven. And as I play it, I always think of this sort of notion of what it means, you know, to be home, home and hearth. And it's interesting how those two words are so alike, like they are the same thing. So wherever it is that you feel a tiny little bit of some place, right, that you could call a haven for yourself, you're actually creating the heart, the hearth, the heart of your existence. It's like where you can hide yourself in this wonderful cocoon of warmth and nurturing for yourself alone. And in that space, there's a kind of beating heart that throbs and allows you to flow out from there into the world. We each need it. We each need it. And without realizing it, if it is lacking in one's life, then there's lacking, you know, what it is, is a lack of a kind of center for oneself. Because when you have that heart, that flowing out from there to the world, from that place of complete and total safety, is really a blessed thing. So I received a beautiful email today from a friend and I think something that he quoted in this email sparked my determination to make this next episode, this podcast. And for me, it really ties very much to this feeling of a haven, of a home, of a hearth. You know, if we're moralists, it's a, there's a sadness to that. Here in Australia, the first peoples of this land would go on walkabout. You may have heard that term, where they would go out into the vast wilderness, the outback of this grand continent. And it was a traditional really essential experience. And the haven became the whole place, the land underfoot, the stars at night overhead. The whole place became a haven. So a haven can take so many different forms. And I'll read you this poem, this little bit of this poem, I think. I don't know if it's the whole thing or part of it, but it's called When Evening Falls. It's kind of apt. It's evening now, darkness. And it's by a poet I hadn't heard of before named James Stevens from around 1908. And you know, dear listener, I have to say, that when I read things, hear things, see things, whatever it might be, art, poetry, photography, photographs, 
from back 50, 100, 150 years ago, earlier, I have an interesting feeling. There's something very poignant to me about it because I can hear in the words and the images and what's being expressed almost like an old, the old world, the world before we were on the brink, which we are now. It's a whole other topic, but I feel the aliveness of the earth in a way you know humans had less of an impact even 50 years ago. They say the two-thirds of species on the face of the planet have demised in this last 50 years. I mean, in my lifetime, there has been an extraordinary change on this planet. So prior to that, and even the earliest years of my own youth, you know, I feel a different time. And I feel it as I'll read this poem to you. It's so beautiful. I feel this different time when maybe it was easier to find a haven back then. But that's why it's even more important to find it now and to do what we can to create a world that nurtures us and protects us like an oyster in which we are these beautiful, grateful stewards, caretakers, and lovers of this, of this earth. So here it is, with thanks to this friend for sending it to me. When evening falls, at eve the horse is freed of plow or wain. And all things turn from labor unto rest. The scattered sheep are gathering home again, and every bird is winging to its nest. And every beast goes to his den once more by hedge or hill. Each mother is aware that little feet have paused in field or street, and she will hear a knocking at the door and open it and see her children there. So with that, dear listener, I bid you adieu and hope this finds you very, very well. Bye for now. Bye.